You're listening to the Michael Papinchak Show. Hey everybody, welcome to a brand new show coming to you from New York City. That's right, I'm back in the Big Apple. Okay, so... You guys have been enjoying shows co-hosted by my Pittsburgh co-host, Jason Mocha. And guess what? That is not going to stop yet. I am going to have him call me right now, and we are going to have Jason as a co-host on show 32 coming to you from Pittsburgh from his cell phone. He is going to be calling. Let's hope it works. He's going to call any second now. Here it comes. It's going to come. Okay. He's going to call. Don't worry. It's going to happen. I'm just waiting. There it is. Ladies and gentlemen, here he comes. Jason Mocha. Hello. Hello. All right. Welcome to the Michael Papinchak Show. Jason, you're back. I am. Well, <laughs> remote. You know, I'm, re- I'm remotely yes. you, uh, attached yeah. to the show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just couldn't think about doing a show without you here, to be completely well, honest. I can't blame you. And, you know, we we got lucky that one day we were doing a show and my mom called. And, yeah, and it, like, worked. And when, Yes, and when I went back to edit it, you could hear her clear as day. And I thought... Yeah, because oh, I, I could hear her in my microphones as if she was, like, standing next to me. Exactly. So I thought, well, that clearly... We we can have you on the show even if I'm in New York and you're in Pittsburgh, right? So that that I just I'm very happy about that because I Here we are I I was programming today as if I was going to do a show by myself just in case that didn't work or something happened or or you were busy. I know it's it's your day off, so it's 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 your one. Well, you have two days off a week, but this is your one day during the week where you could do stuff and and so I just didn't I didn't you know j- just in case. Well, I'm it gonna... works out because the show comes out on Fridays. Yes, yes. And I happen to be off on Thursdays. Yeah, so we can do a show. We can record it. It's fantastic. I'm very happy sure. about that. So how? Excellent. So how are things in uh, Pittsburgh? They're cold. Yeah, it's cold here as uh, well. We didn't get the you know like the blizzard of 2017. No, no, we did not. As was predicted. That is very true. And now I, however, like the the day after the the supposed blizzard we we did get hammered pretty good oh really yeah the next day that was what that was that, that was that was wednesday yesterday yeah, yeah yeah yesterday we got a lot of snow yesterday oh wow so basically what what happened was it was a little fake news like you know now now the weather is fake news and i was talking to my mom and basically uh she said that the weather channel or like the weather people they they knew that this blizzard wasn't going to happen, and they continued to report it at, because what, like for for like ratings, I guess. But they knew, and there's actually like they're they're in a little bit of like like trouble because they knew beforehand no. that New York City was not going to get 18 inches. And you have to understand, like businesses closed, schools closed, the airport closed. Like the day before, you know, um, they they decided to close them on uh, Monday because yeah, like in preparation. Yeah, and now here's the deal, though. We did get snow, and I feel that because of it was snowing all day, and the kind of snow it was, it wasn't a blizzard, but it was that like windy 
kind of snow. Mm -hmm. I still think flights would have been canceled. I still think that stuff would have happened. And school would have been canceled because this is New New York City. It is not easy to, um, to get around when it when it snows. Imagine right. when they plow a street here, the only place for the snow to go is on the sidewalk. And so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So sometimes you will you will get to a street corner, and you can't cross the road because there is a five foot mound of snow. So that's insane. Yeah. However, it was not by any means. The, the blizzard of the century as like they said it was going going to be <laughs> they were they were talking about as as if we had to prepare to like you know like crawl in a basement like there was some kind of like uh, nuclear meltdown exactly I bought and, I bought like a 32 pack of bottled water which I actually buy anyway but I bought it for this like like in preparation and I'm, while I was away from New York, there was a friend of mine, and she stayed here. Uh, you know, uh, every few weeks she would be in New York, and I let her stay um, at my apartment. And she left um, a bunch of food because she was coming back and forth from Lo- Los Angeles. So, you know, if she knew she was coming back in a couple weeks, she would just leave food here. And she, mm-hmm. and she left a box of microwave popcorn. And in, and in preparation for the power being out and maybe not being able to go shopping for a day or two because of the snow and things being closed, I popped all of, of this popcorn. Because if, <laughs> if the power goes out, I can't pop it. So no. I popped all this popcorn and just put it into a, a big I, – I had a huge uh, you know, like plastic baggie. And so now I have all this popped popcorn. And you know, on on the day of the blizzard, I uh, quote unquote blizzard, I went to the grocery store, which was open, and and got lunch. Like I wasn't even, I didn't even need all this popcorn. Yeah, it, that's ridiculous, isn't it? Yeah. So, but you know, but the thing is, people have to prepare because you never know what's what's going to happen. It's better to be prepared than not prepared. Because what if we did get get eighteen inches of snow? If New York, right. if New York City in one day gets eighteen inches of snow, Manhattan shuts down. Yeah, like the country is in, in in is paralyzed. Yeah, like the subway can't run. Uh, I remember last year we had a big blizzard, bigger than 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 this one. Yeah, and the mayor closed Man- Manhattan to any unnecessary vehicles, basically. Right. So only emergency vehicles. You know, nothing essential. All non-essential vehicles were off the island. So you there weren't there weren't taxis that there were there was nothing. So only that's weird. That's a weird sight. I bet. I have to tell you, it was like The Walking Dead, like or something. You 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 went outside, and there was nobody. You could walk down the middle of Broadway on the street. There were no cars. It, it wasn't plowed. It was just snow, mm-hmm. and it was like the end of the world. It was like end of times. It, it was yeah. very. But this one. People were out walking their dogs. It was it, it it was a little disappointing. I like I have to yeah. say, that's the thing. Like even yesterday when well Wednesday, yeah Tuesday when this was supposed to go down, like I woke up at like four in the morning, right? Yeah, I, I just happened to get up and I looked outside expecting to see like all the snow and like just a whiteout. Like it, it, there was nothing. There was like driveways and grass. Exactly. And I was like, "Whoa, what's going on?" And then the next day, we got like all this, all this snow. That is so interesting that that you got snow the next day. Yeah, and they didn't even have like a two-hour delay for the kids. So I'm 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 driving to work, 
and I, I and like I have to drive by like two bus stops, huh. and I see like all these kids just like waiting in the in this like like what looked like a whiteout like for the for the buses. That's and I'm wild. like, oh, that's that's really really strange. Like I, I didn't I didn't get it at all. It's almost like they they were a day early. Yeah, I mean, it, it's not like we got like a foot. It's just that we you know it was really windy. It was very like yeah. yesterday was one of the coldest days I thought of the year. Yeah, yeah, it was really really cold. It's it's very cold here. Um, and you know, in New York, you walk everywhere. So I was just walking a block away to like the Rite Aid, and my mom called me. I was standing outside of the Rite Aid talking to her on on the phone. And at one yeah. and at one point, I said, "Mom, I have to hang up. I can't feel my right hand. Like, it's it's just yeah. too cold. You, you know what I mean? Because uh, right. if if you're walking, it's not so bad because you're moving, and then you're going to go into a store. But if you're just standing there, it you know it feels like you're yeah. you're you're on you're on Mount Mount Everest. You know what I mean? It, right. It's just very cold. It's very very cold. So, well, at least where you live, you have some food options like in in your building. You know what? I, I have to say, as much as I, I miss being in, in Pittsburgh, because I really do, I really miss being home, I have nothing to do here in New York, I came back just because I hadn't been back to my apartment since before Christmas, and it's now mid-March, you know, I, I really needed to just get back here, clean up, look, you know, get my mail, all that stuff, because, you know, it is where I live, it's, you know, this is my home, so, however... I got to tell you, the one thing that I did miss is I could be at Chipotle in two minutes. Yeah, like, that's really nice. It's, it's, I literally live above it. And if I want five guys, it's right below me. Now, I don't drink coffee, but there's also a Starbucks right below me. There's a pizza right. place. There's a burger. There's another burger joint across the store. My groceries – I'm sorry. I'm across the, uh, the road. And then my grocery store is literally across the street. I can see my grocery store <laughs> from amazing. from my window. And I have to say that is the one thing that is nice about New York is like the convenience. Is it is extremely convenient. I, I'm in walking distance of a Dwayne Reed, which is like Walgreens, a Rite Aid, my grocery store, a five guys, a Chipotle, Familia Pizza, Mel's Burgers, Tom's restaurant, which is the restaurant from Seinfeld, yep, is is right across the street. My my bank is right down a block away, you know. So everything I need, I can walk to within five minutes, and that that yeah. that is the big benefit of living in Manhattan and like where where I live. But is that worth the rent that I pay if I don't really want to be here anymore, or if it's not working out for me, or if like I feel well, like I listen. need a change? I feel as if if it were a Bruce Chris in your lobby instead of a five yes. guys, <laughs> it would change the game. <laughs> Can you imagine? So yeah, so, that would be. So where do you live? Like, I live above yeah. the uh, Ruth's Chris. <laughs> why? There, there would be like a girl in your bedroom. She'd be like, "Why does your room smell like a ribeye?" Yeah. <laughs> like, oh. It just that's, so that's it, just the Ruth Chris coming through the vents. It just actually, I'll never forget one. This isn't the same, but one time I opened my window, and a waft of Five Guys came into my apartment. Oh yeah! And I guess what I did next? I put on my shoes and I went and got a burger 
because yeah. like once once the waft of that five guys the 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 the, the uh, french fry <laughs> like oil and like the bur- like once it, once it gets in your nose oh, yeah. it's over like 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 that's it, it. that's i mean that's what's going to happen right you know but uh that's awesome yeah but so, I, yeah i mean that's it that's all that's going on here man like yeah it's just uh you know, well, you know, l- let me let me tell you about my my so my drive. So this is what what I think I've mentioned this before on the show is when I go between New York and Pittsburgh, I don't fly. I take the the train, the Amtrak train between New York and Philadelphia. And then in Philadelphia, I rent a car and I and I drive back and forth. OK, mm-hmm. so I was checking the weather for Saturday and the weather in Pittsburgh for Saturday was sunny with a little bit of clouds and cold and okay. we- weather for philadelphia was the same sunny with a little bit of clouds and so was new york so i thought great i'll have a easy drive it's sunny no weather you know nothing going on it's cold but whatever i'm going to be in a car like like in a, like in a, and a train so the cold's not sure. not going to bother me what what i for- <clears throat> what i forgot to check was the 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 Narnia that 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 is the middle of Pennsylvania. Yeah, like the middle of nowhere. Yes. What I what I forgot was for the four and a half hour drive, the majority of that drive <laughs> is in in the mountains of like Pennsylvania. Okay. Yes. And there's a very special part of the Pennsylvania Turnpike called Somerset. Yeah. Oh and, yeah. And That's this the is best. this is where if you're if you don't know this is where you go up in elevation and you're basically riding on the turnpike through the the mountains and Mm -hmm. and at the end of somerset there is a tunnel and literally when you come out of of the tunnel it is if you have exited narnia like it's 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 very bizarre so i'm driving along leaving pittsburgh you know going past monroeville uh new stanton uh donegal you know all of a sudden i get closer and closer to a somerset and it becomes like basically what the weather should have been on on Tuesday. Yeah, okay. And I'm thinking to myself, "Oh my god. It it I can barely see 5 feet in front of like of my car." Yeah. You know, I'm I'm only able to to exist because <laughs> I can see the the yellow and white lane lines so I can stay like in my lane and I can see the headlights of the car in front of me so I'm not going to hit, you know, the car I'm in front of me. But Right. When I when I got to Philadelphia, the blue Jeep Compass, which we laughed about, which which <laughs> I tell people, you're like you know, here here's a golf cart, and then like right above it is the Jeep Jeep, Jeep Compass. Okay, that's that's pretty much that's pretty that's much terrible. what I was dealing with. Okay, like, what 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 prompted you to to get a Jeep Compass? Well, so this is what 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 happens because. Because this is the mode of transportation that I've chosen, I decided to join like the Enterprise Rent a Car uh, uh, Rewards Program. Mm-hmm. Like you know what I mean. So I have like a member yeah. number and stuff. Yeah. And uh, just like <laughs> you're with, blowing it out with Enterprise, exactly. So yeah, yeah. when so I always just get like a regular sized car, okay? Because sure. I just I mean I could order an SUV. <laughs> But yeah. it's it's I don't think it's worth the the expense because I'm only in it for four and a half hours, okay, 
Like okay. it's not like I need it for the weekend and I'm moving stuff. I just need to put my suitcase in it, drive to Philly, and drop it off or vice versa. It's point A to point B. Exactly. But they always give me in Pittsburgh. It's not always in Philadelphia. Sometimes in Philadelphia, but usually in Pittsburgh, they give me a free upgrade. So I, I went from an intermediate car, like a four-door okay. sedan, to an intermediate SUV. Because like, oh. like the Jeep Compass is, is like the smaller of their cars. You know, it's not a big vehicle. So you were like excited when they told you like you you have a, you can get an upgrade to an Be- SUV. Yeah, because here's the deal: I got upgraded once to an to an SUV. I don't remember what what kind of car it was, but it had like leather seats, it had Bluetooth. You know, it was such a nice ride. Um, I I think it was a Ford something like a Ford Escape or something. And you know, for like a like a like a rental car, it was you know I was able to connect my car. Via, I'm sorry, connect my phone to the car via Bluetooth. Yeah. Have hands-off calling. I was able to play my uh, music through the car from my iPhone, and I thought, "Wow!" So when he said free upgrade, I got really excited. Sure. And then he walks, and then okay, so here's the deal: in <laughs> there were three cars in a row. Okay. Yeah. One was like a Jeep Liberty. No, 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 a, a Jeep like um, Cherokee. Then I forget what the other one was, but it was like a nicer like like SUV. And then there, okay. and then there was this dinky Jeep Compass. And I'm thinking, yeah, oh, yeah. man, I'm getting like a Jeep Liberty. Well, he beeps, and it's the compass. And I was like, what? Free upgrade. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> I, no, I, it was like a game show. Yeah. And you, you, you got door number three. Exactly. I, <laughs> Jason, I literally, I literally almost asked him, could I see the intermediate car? Like, could could I yeah. could I just downgrade myself? Because like, if the intermediate car had Bluetooth and like leather seats, like nicer options, I probably would have gone with the car. But this yeah. guy, this guy was <laughs> super excited about giving me a free upgrade. <laughs> and, really, you know, rental rental companies are interesting. Well, you know what I, they do they the way they classify their cars is is really strange. Yeah, I remember we, we went to Vegas. It was the year that um, we we went with uh, with when Fruwald came with um, my my parents and I. Uh huh. And you know, there's there's four adults. You know what I mean? Even sure. though he's like a little guy. Yeah. And they were like, "Yeah, there's like a there's like a a, a little here's like a a mid-sized car or whatever it was okay. from Hertz or you know whatever it is." I was like, "Oh, okay, like a mid-sized car." I'm thinking like. You know, my, my, see, mid-sized car for me, it's all skewed. Yes. So I was thinking, like, kind of like what I drive, like a GS, uh, Lexus, or like an E-Class Mercedes. Sure. That's a mid-sized sedan. Yeah. <clears throat> no, they gave us like a, like a, what would equate to like a, like a, like a Contour, like a Ford Contour, yeah. or like a, something like real, li- like, all, like smaller than like a C-Class. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Whoa, wait, wait, wait! That's not a mid-sized sedan." No. So we we went back and we asked for like a a uh, SUV. Yes. And they gave us kind of like a what they consider like a mid-sized SUV, and it was like smaller than like a, an Explorer, but it was it was kind of the size of a of a Compass, I guess. But it was good enough for the couple days we were there. But yeah. They they kind of they give you all excited. Yes. And, and then it's like, oh, okay, like 
that's not really what what I thought was. <laughs> well, no. Well, I have to tell you, go on go on Enterprise Rent a Car sometime, and uh, you know, fake like like rent a car and uh, look at look at all. There are so many size options. Like I didn't realize yeah. there were this many sized vehicles. You know. Yeah. And I don't uh, know. it's it's very interesting. But when when I got to Philadelphia and I had driven and I I was at the Philadelphia um, Enterprise and I looked out to the car and that blue Jeep Compass was now white because it was just it was just covered in like snow like not not snow but just like 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 a dusting yeah of, like salt yes it it literally was white and I actually apologized I said, listen, uh, I'm sorry for the state of the vehicle. Like, I, 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 I hope it's okay. Like, there, there are no car washes on the turnpike, and I'm yeah. not, and I'm not going to drive around Philadelphia for an hour looking for a car wash. Plus, oh yeah, it's a rental, so uh, you know. I thought, whatever, it's not like a big deal. Yeah, you know, the, the, those places they they when they hit like ten thousand miles or whatever. The places like CarSense and CarMax, yeah, they buy all those used rentals. You know, I was I was going to ask you, like, I don't know if you know, but where where do these rental places get their their vehicles? Because like this this was a bare bones, super yeah. standard Jeep Compass. Like, right. So what happens is they end up ordering like because I when I worked down at Bentley, okay, uh huh, um. I think it was Enterprise. They ordered four Maseratis. Okay. And they were kind of like, you know, medium build cars for their exotic line or whatever. I don't know. But um, they get them at some kind of like weird deal um, through Maserati. And then we are just like the middleman. We safety check them. And then they, like, we don't handle like any money transaction. They like come pick up the cars. Oh. They like pay Maserati and then they pay us for like the labor, yeah. to, like safety check them and then and then they're out the door. It, it really weird, but, yeah. So they just order them right directly from manufacturer. Like Enterprise probably orders like ten thousand Honda Accords a year. You know what I mean? In like L.A. So just or something. like like standard cars. Yeah, they just order like standard cars, um, real basic, and they come through dealerships and then. Um, or they just get delivered um, to these places and and they pick them up. That, that's that's pretty pretty simple. Yeah, because this this Jeep Compass only had like fourteen thousand miles on it. Yeah, that's so it. it at, at like twenty thousand miles, that car will go like for sale. Like it'll go to an auction. Okay. Or or a place like like Car Sense and CarMax. Like everybody's like. Oh, there's like wild deals on those cars. Well, well, yeah, because they've been abused. Yes. Like you don't want to buy a rental car. No, no. That's a bad idea. But if you go to CarMax, like all those cars, like how do they have like ten Ford Ford Escapes with twenty thousand miles? Well, yeah, yeah, because they 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 landed in Pittsburgh. They were used for you know, a year and then they pulled them out and then sold them at a steep discount. And now CarMax is trying to sell to you and make four grand. You you know what's uh, interesting? This uh, Jeep Compass that I had, its license plate was from Illinois. Oh, yeah, it's been passed around. Yeah, so I bet someone drove it 
you know, from Illinois. One way. Yeah, to yeah, Pittsburgh one way. one way. And now it's in Philadelphia, and who knows where it's going to end, like, like, like end up. Isn't that, that crazy? That's very interesting. Yeah. Very, very interesting. I bet someone probably rented it like in Chicago to come home back, back, back to Pittsburgh or something. What, is, what does that cost you one way from Pittsburgh to Philly? Um, actually, I could tell you exactly because I have. Is it like two hundred bucks? Yeah. Is it? Yeah, it's something like that. Okay. Like the um, actually, I don't know if this says the when when you uh, are on the website, it said like a hundred and like fifty six dollars. But when it okay. went, but that's for just the uh, rental. That's uninsured, probably. Yes, but then you you know what this doesn't say. This is my uh my oh no. You, do you know what this is? This is the uh, pink slip they uh, they uh, give you. That's your like uh, owner's card or like like if you get if you get pulled over. This is you know what yeah. like you know what I mean. This is what you hand. The, uh, the, yeah, uh, that's your registration. Yes, that's the registration. Yes, copy. yes, 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 yes. But I I did have a um a uh, I don't know where it is. I'm not going to waste time l- looking for it. I did have a rundown of all the uh, charges, but mm-hmm. by the end of it, it was more like two fifty. Cause ju- yeah, because they, they hit you with all that stuff. Yeah, because just the uh, car, like when I reserved it online, it was like one fifty for twenty four hours. Mm-hmm. But then when yeah. you, but then then you get to Enterprise and they're like, do you want the full coverage, the uh, you know full um, insurance coverage? Do you want to fill it up or, or do you want to you know turn it in empty and then you know what I mean? And then there's taxes and stuff. But honestly, it I don't know if it's cheaper than flying, but because then you have to add on gas, you have to add on the uh, train t- train ticket. Re- yep. Regardless, I I hate flying so much that I will pay a little You'll more. You'll pay more to avoid it. Yes. Plus, I just I just enjoy it more. You know, I I like mm-hmm. the uh, Turnpike Drive. Now, I actually be- because on Saturday the the Enterprise in Philadelphia closes at one. I actually started my drive at five in the morning, because yeah. Because remember, I texted you at like six. Yeah, because like, I was like, "Are you? Have you made it to the, uh, onto the turnpike?" Yeah, and you, you sent me a picture of of you in a whiteout. Yes, because <laughs> yeah, because like you you just don't know what's gonna happen. Um, I knew there was bad weather on the way. I knew it wasn't coming till late, late, late. You know, like later, like in the week, but. You know, you, you just don't know. And also with, like, Philadelphia, I don't know if you've ever driven into Philadelphia from the uh, Turnpike, but, but but you have to take what's called the Schuylkill Expressway. And it, okay. you literally, if there's an accident on it or mm. if there's anything, you could be on it for hours. Okay. Imagine, like, you know, we think Route 28 is – well, see, you don't use Route 28 because you don't live in that part of Pittsburgh – uh, right. You use 279, right? Yeah, a like, lot. Like the Schuylkill Expressway is a it, it's it's a billion times worse than than 279. Imagine you know Route 28. Imagine the traffic yep. that's on 279, but you put it onto 28 with yeah. with 28 traffic. Basically, they built this expressway from the Turnpike into downtown. You know, years ago, with no kind of foresight that populations are, are going to grow people are going to move out of the city and go to the suburbs there's going to be more cars etc etc less people taking public transportation but there's no way to make it make it bigger the, the the geography 
Also, if they did that kind of construction where they all of a sudden were shutting down the Schuylkill to do major, um, ex- you know, highway expansion, it, it would shut down yeah. Philadelphia. I mean, there'd yeah. be no way to get from that part of the city to downtown. It's it's it's. Wouldn't kind it be of- great if you could like they could like do something similar to like a um, high speed train or like a hyperloop, like Pittsburgh. Philly, Philly, Boston, well, Philly, you, New York. You want to know like, something? That, that'd be great. That should be the future of like the whole Amtrak deal. Is well, here here's the big problem with 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 Amtrak nationwide is they don't own their own rail. The only rail that they use exclusively is the rail that goes from like Boston to New York to Philadelphia to D.C. It's called the Northeast Corridor. So one of the reasons why people say, why don't you just take the train from Pittsburgh all the way back to New York? First, it's 10 hours. And if the drive and the train are smooth, I could get to, I could get to, to uh, I mean, I could get to New York from Pittsburgh in well under 10 hours. Like, I, there's no yeah. reason for me to spend 10 hours on a train. But also, no. the rail that they use between Pittsburgh and Philadelphia is not owned by, by Amtrak. That is like commercial rail. So you might be behind a coal train or a train oh. with, with, like, timber on it, like like like, like oh. lumber. You know? You're That's sh- unfortunate. You're sharing the rail with big commercial freight trains. Oh. And I'm like, you know, Amtrak, you should like get your shit together mm-hmm. and slowly but surely start building your own high speed rail. Because like, wouldn't it be great if they could, I mean, imagine it takes four and a half hours to get from Pittsburgh to Philly by like car. If you, yeah. if you presented me with a train that is comparable to that four and a half hours, because you know it has to make stops. It's going to stop in all the little. It's you know Harrisburg and all the little shitburgs from here to like Philadelphia, you right. know. Uh, but if you know, but if you have your own rail, then you can go as fast as you want. You don't have to worry about being behind a slow coal train, right? You know, and so well, that's yeah. That's that's why I choose to do what what I choose to do. Also, now with all this podcasting equipment and stuff. I don't want to fly with it. I don't want to get because you know sometimes the the planes between New York and Pittsburgh are very small, and they make mm-hmm. you gate check your carry on bag. And my carry on bag would be my podcasting um equipment, and I don't want to get into a situation where they make me put that under the the plane. Like I don't want this stuff. Be- now I did buy a Pelican case. This is like an indestructible case. That I, you know, I bought for all of this equipment. You know, yeah. this this case is meant to be used for travel. Like it, I didn't buy like a soft case or anything, but I'm still yeah. kind of paranoid about it. But hey, it could take some uh, abuse. Yes, it can. And um, you know, it it's really an interesting case because it has like a big foam block in it, and you just you like okay, so you take let's say my a mixer right. And you press yep. it, you press it into the foam, and it makes the uh, the uh, the outline of the mixer. And then you you can tear the foam out, and then just place the mixer right in. So you oh, can, that's cool. So you can like customize it to what needs to uh, to what you need to put in it. 
So yeah, it's, that's it's a very, good idea. it's very, it's just not all in there like like willy nilly. It's it's in foam, and so even if it was being handled by you know uh, the the people at uh, you know from Delta or you know I'm, I'm at the airport, it, it would be okay. But I don't live far away enough where I have to fly. I have the option to drive and take a train, and that's what I really like. I prefer that. Yeah. Yeah, that's just, you know. And it was an easy drive, except going through Narnia, going through going through Somerset. Mm-hmm. Uh, besides that, um, but it's really weird because it's snowing, 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 really bad weather. Then you go through this one tunnel, and you come out the other end, and it's like you're somewhere else. There's mm-hmm. no snow. There was nothing going on. It was like the sun was 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 coming out. I could hear like angels singing, and I was like, you know, sail on till, yeah. till Philadelphia. And the Schuylkill, really, um, yeah. The middle of the state is really strange. Yeah, it's it's like another world. Uh, Pittsburgh and Philadelphia are on the edges, and they're the big cities. And then the middle is like a whole nother place. Every station's like country. Every billboard is about like Jesus and finding yes. God. Uh, you know, there and there's like a lot of Cracker Barrels. Oh, lots of Cracker Barrels, lots <laughs> of Cracker Barrel, lots of chicken and dumplings, and and the country mm-hmm. store. People love that stuff. Out What's in the, the deal with Cracker Barrel? Listen, every year my father and I used. My father was a ham radio operator. Do you, do you know what a ham radio is? No. Okay, so a ham radio. It's it was basically it's basically you you turn on the radio. You have to have a license to use it, and you can talk to other people who are also using ham uh, radios. Okay. And you and it's you can use Morse code with it, but it's not like anyone can just use it. You have to be licensed. And my basement is still full of ham radio equipment that my dad owned. Okay. And you have to have like a tower on your house. It's I think it's what they used like in in the war. It was it's a it's a way for people to talk to each other through radio waves because like okay you know how you have to call into like a radio show you know you you, yeah yeah you you just turn on the radio and you have your like call sign and you just say hey who's out there this is okay you know it's like a like a trucker on a cb yeah it's very interesting it's very very interesting but so every every year my dad and i would in, would go to the ham radio convention in Dayton, Ohio. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So every year in Dayton, Ohio, they have a ham radio convention, and we, my dad would take me out of school. I think it was like like in May, like like April, May. My dad would take me out of school, and eventually, when my when my brother came around and he was old enough, he would also come. And okay. I I never became a ham radio operator because it just it just like listen I was a Boy Scout I was in boarding school it was like Dad there's only so much that I can do okay I can't I I don't have a ham radio I, I don't want to learn Morse code uh, like I just I just didn't have time but on the yeah. way on the way from Pittsburgh like you, you didn't aspire to be a ham radio operator no it just it just <laughs> didn't like I mean now I kind of wish just because like my, my my dad's gone now like I kind of wish that. I was maybe more into it. I loved going to the convention because the, the the convention was just not ham radios. It was all kind of different stuff. So this was like in the 90s. So like Walkmans and pen knives and it was all kind of 
people who are into those kind of hobbies. It was like it's, it's like a hobby convention that's based around ham ham, ham radios. So all kind mm-hmm. of le- electronics and and stuff. But the point of all of this is that between Pittsburgh and Dayton, Ohio, there was one Cracker Barrel where my dad and I always stopped. Because Dayton, Ohio isn't that far. You drive in no. one day. So, sure. So we would stop at this Cracker Barrel every single spring on the way to Dayton, Ohio. And that's a memory that I have of my father of going there, going, yeah. to, the, going to the country store, getting chicken and, and dumplings. It always made me sick, but it didn't matter. The, 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 the food's like pretty good. Yeah, no, it's not bad. I mean, I haven't been to one in a very long time. But um, it's just really like an interesting place because there's like a gift shop with all kinds of knickknacks before yeah. like you get to the restaurant. Yeah, it, it's the country store, and I would always buy some kind of like little toy or like puzzle and stuff. And then there's also I think I um there's there's a museum like an Air Force museum or something. The Kennedy Air yeah, Ma- the Dayton Ohio has a has a uh, aviation museum. Now. Yeah, yeah. So also there's we, a there was an aviation base there. Yeah. So also part of the whole convention every year, my dad and I would always make the stop off at the at that museum and uh, yeah, that's pretty cool and see all the big airplanes and stuff. They have like the huge airplanes that um, you could like drive From the war. Yeah, you could like drive like uh, tanks on. Mm-hmm. You know, so they didn't have to use boats anymore. They could just drive tanks onto these giant airplanes. You know, yeah. You know, Bill. Bill was telling me last year that he wanted to take our cars out there and get a picture in front of an air, an, like a fighter jet. Oh my god, that's ridiculous! I know. And I was like, listen, <laughs> <laughs> like your car already looks like a spaceship. Yeah, I was like, listen. That is a novel idea. Yeah. However, I don't know if I want to drive to Dayton just for that. Yeah. Like, and then what? What do we go? Take a picture and then drive back? Exactly. <laughs> like, it's not like it's 30 minutes up the road. Also. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Like, I can't, like, my car, I can't just drive it and then park it in front of, like, a, a Motel 8. Yeah, th- this is the issue. You'd, or whatever it's called. You'd be driving your Countach to Dayton, Ohio. Like I could see maybe putting it on a trailer, like like a, like inside like a covered trailer and taking it out yeah, there. But yeah, would you... but what am I going to do? Like, okay, I've I've checked into a Holiday Inn Express. I'll just leave this Countach outside. Nah, that's not that's not going to be. It's good. not practical. It's not practical. Yeah, and he wants to go take pictures with fighter jets. Nah, it's it's not. You would have to go. Take the pictures and then immediately go home. You wouldn't be able to stay overnight. Stupid. Yeah, yeah. You would have. To, it'd be a one-day event. You know what I did today? Huh? I am thinking about redoing like my my shower in my in my master bathroom. Yeah. So I went to um, this place in like Carnegie to check out some options, um, like a showroom, like a design center. Uh huh. And. Just there's like so many options, you know. And this this young girl comes up to me. I mean, not young, you know. She's yeah. I'd say she's 27. I don't know. Okay. And she she sees me looking around. She's like, uh, "Can I can I help you?" And I was like, "Oh, I'm just kind of looking. You know, this is what I want to do." And she's like, "Okay, let me know if you have any questions." And then she like doesn't even tell me her name. Okay. So I finally have a question like 20 minutes later, right? Sure. 
and I, I walk up. I'm like, excuse me. And I would have said, like, excuse me, Sarah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Hi, Sarah, or whatever. Yeah. She, but she didn't tell me her name. So she's sitting at this desk, and I, I'm like, you know, you told me to, to talk to you if I needed some help. So I I go up to her, and this this kind of like a, I don't, it's not like a fancy place, but you could tell, like, it's a, they have, like, high-end fixtures, and it's, like, you know, really nice stuff. Yeah. So I said, hey, I, I like this for, not for my master, but for this other bathroom I have, my this other shower. I like this look. What is this? And she go, she looked at me, and she was like, well, that's acrylic. I Like, as if I was supposed to know what exactly the material was. Like, I was like, uh, okay, <laughs> that, that's great, but that, that doesn't explain anything to me. I was like, does this fit over what I have now, or do I have yeah. to demo the old one out? Like getting into like a remodel is like a big, big deal. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's not. It's not an especially easy, especially when you're dealing with plumbing. Oh my god! When we were remodeling the cabin in West Virginia, I uh, it, it was it, it was daunting, and I wasn't even really part of it. It my mom was was doing it. But yeah. I had some involvement, you know, she'd be like, hey, let's go look at doorknobs. Let's go look at uh, faucets. And the the choices are are endless. Like it, it's almost it's almost like you, there's no way you could ever look at every single doorknob available. Like, right. You would just have to basically the only way to do it is what do you want? You really would have to think, okay, what do I really want for, for a doorknob? So yeah. once you get to the remodel place, they can narrow it down because if yeah, you, and I feel as if like when you're remodeling, you have to have some idea of like what you want. Yeah. Because yeah. like I went to this place and I was like, well, can I go into like, I saw these rooms with all these people picking out stuff mm-hmm. and it's like by appointment only. And yeah. I was like, well, can I go look around? And they're like, do you have an appointment? I was like, well, no, I don't. But I'm also capable of spending a lot more money than that guy. Exactly. Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. It, you know what I mean? And so I'm looking I'm, I'm looking at, um, I'm like peering into this room. Yeah. So I'm like, hey, you know, do you sell the fixtures here? Because I had another estimate come this morning. This guy came and he wanted to talk to me about... Um, he did some measurements and I was telling him what kind of like my vision was. Mm-hmm. So I just said, I-, I should get a second opinion, blah, blah, blah. So I'm asking um, them about fixtures and he, and the girl's like, Oh no, 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 we don't, we sell them, but we don't stock any. She's like, once you decide what you want, then we have to order them in. Okay. So there's like, they're not even in like a catalog. You have to like make an appointment it's just like big process. Yeah, be- like, because yeah. they they it's it's kind of like uh, I mean, if we want to compare it to our time at Nordstrom, it's kind of like if Nordstrom only had clothing and options available. If you have like a uh, uh, what do they call them, a private shopper or, or yeah, 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 it's almost like Chico's where like yeah, if you walked in there and didn't know what was going on, you'd be like real confused. Yeah, and and Larry would be like, what what are you doing here? You know, yeah, you, yeah, you kind of. So I got a couple ideas, but I left, and then I, I ended up going to um, Restoration Hardware, which moved from the Galleria in the South Hills to Ross Park Mall. Okay. So I stopped at Restoration Hardware because my bed and my my chandelier are from uh, Restoration Hardware. Okay. So I wanted to get a matching chandelier going 
that would be installed like going up to my third floor um, okay uh, above my landing okay and they still have it so i went there and i, I got one of those i ordered that wait and... jason yeah okay something is 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 happening oh and i can no longer hear hear you are, are you okay I don't know what's going on with the podcast, but you sounded amazing. Is it working now? So let's pick up. You were at Restoration Hardware at, at Ross Park Mall. Yeah, so I went, I went to Restoration Hardware. And okay. I, I bought a, uh, a matching, a smaller version of what I already have in my entryway for going up to my third floor. Okay. And then I looked at like a dining room table, which I need to replace and blah, blah, blah. But you know, these places, they can get pretty pricey, man. Yeah. Like there was a rug there for $7,000, an area rug. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's probably from like, I, like Iran. It's probably like a legit Persian rug. Yeah. And I was like, you know, I I don't know about that. Yeah. That's, you know, and she's like, well, it, 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 it's 20% off if you're like a member. I'm like, (laughs) oh, okay. Oh, geez. (laughs) Yeah, well, that's great. But that that's pretty much all I did today. It came home, and I was like, you know, we got to get this podcast in. Yeah. So, you know, I'm glad it's it's working out. Yeah, you, this is uh, fantastic. I'm just so glad that this is able to happen. Yeah. Yeah, because... I'm going to have to come... I'm going to have to... Uh, come come to New York, though. Yes. I really think you, you should, because I, I think you would have... I think you would have some some fun here. I think so. I, I I enjoy New York. It's it's you know it's an interesting city. Yeah, and, I mean, um, yeah, you know, place to stay was nice, and uh, we can just hang out for a weekend or something and sure. cause trouble. Exactly. I mean, there's yeah. there's we can go to Mexican festival. Oh my gosh! You know, I've been thinking about that and. I, I'm I'm a little like because you know it's tomorrow. Tomorrow's going to be Friday, and we're going to have a new show out and everything. And and I've just been thinking about the fact that like I can't go to Mexican festival. Like I've I've been banned. Yeah, I've been I've been banned from Mexican festival. Like I, I just don't know uh, like what to do. And a lot of people are like you know that's bullshit and everything and it's just uh it's just like did you talk to alex about it when you went to dinner the other day you know what i don't think i did oh i don't know if i if i did or not i might have you know him and i talked about a lot i think i did i think i did mention it he he's doing good yeah he's he's uh he's got his job going he uh his girlfriend lived. Um, I'm sorry, moved from uh, Queens into Manhattan. Which, believe me, if you are dating someone and they live in Queens and you live in Manhattan, that is a pain in the ass. So I know he's very happy that his girlfriend is now living uh, in the real world here in in Manhattan <laughs> and not all the way well, out in Queens. <laughs> well, I'm very, I'm very happy for him. <laughs> And uh, I think everything's going fine with their relationship, and uh, you know he's he's doing good. He's doing his thing, man. He's uh, good, good. He's um, he's Alex. Are you typing? King. Yes. So basically, what I was doing was, I I am preparing because I forgot to do it earlier. The plugs for later. Oh, okay. Yeah. So 
I now, you know, have everything written so I can say like Chico's number and their address and their uh, and their info. And I have all the Lex of North Hills stuff and Sarah Miller's info. And I just wanted to do that while, you know, just like real, real quick yeah. here, real, real quick. All right. All right. All right. Hey, all I right. saw a, a, a uh, you know, it was on TV the other day was one of the or like original X-Men's where with Halle Berry. Oh yeah. Um, and I was watching a little bit of it and it was with, um, E. McKellen and, uh, yeah. Patrick Stewart, uh, Patrick Stewart. Yeah. And, uh, it, it was pretty good. Yeah. I don't think Halle Berry is that great of an actress. No. Uh, no, I would agree. I, well, I, she, she, okay. So she can be, but in a movie like X-Men, where you're playing Storm, and it's like a comic book character, you know, those movies really aren't known for their acting. You know, superhero movies, the, it, the acting is somewhat secondary, to be honest. Because yeah. you're, you're, you're playing this, you know, you're, you're playing someone who usually has, like, you know, not human abilities. And so, right, like, right, like right. how do you play that? I think... So it's unnatural. Yeah, like, I think the, the, the best acting in superhero movies come from uh, characters like Batman and Iron Man who are just humans, really wealthy people, guys, mm-hmm. who have the money to have, you know, expensive uh, super human like or superhero like suits and and they can fly yeah. around and they have cars I liked iron man a lot oh I, I mean listen iron man i think is a huge cinematic like, like, like accomplishment you know having uh robert downey jr as tony stark just totally fantastic he was the perfect person acting wise personality wise for that role because iron yeah, man he's almost like um he's sort of i'm just thinking of the right kind of description He's almost like nonchalant about it. Yes, and and that's kind of like what you would think of when you think of Tony Stark. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Tony's. He, yeah, he's that guy. Yeah, he is Tony Stark. Like that's, I mean, all the movies he's made, all the Oscar nominations. It's like whatever. He is now Tony Stark, and he yeah. he is making more money now than he's ever made in his in his career, and. He's, Are they going to do more? Well, so they've done three Iron Man movies. Yeah. Iron Man movies. And typically, things end at a trilogy. Now, they're, of course, now that they have the Avengers, now they have these Avengers movies. And there's been rumors about an Iron Man 4 because he's such a great character. But he had a very big role in Captain America Civil War. And he has a big role in the new Spider-Man film. And I think basically what they're doing is they're just using Robert Downey Jr. and Tony Stark as Iron Man as parts of these other Avenger movies. And And he actually said in an interview, if I remember correctly, that to him, Captain America Civil War was kind of like also Iron Man 4. You know, because it because the whole thing about Captain America: Civil War is that you have Captain America on one side of the argument, and you have Iron Man on the other. So, Iron so Tony Stark is as big a part of that movie as as Captain America. So really, that movie could have either been Iron Man Four: Civil War or Captain America: Civil War. 
Like, but like honestly, if you for I don't know about the comic book history, but if you look at the cinematic history, it it pretty much could have been either. You know, yeah. the movie was a bit more about Captain America. It was more from from his perspective, but still, Tony Stark was a big part of it. But yeah. um, he's a big deal. Like I, I like know Robert Downey Jr. just from Iron Man, basically. Like, yeah, well, I think about well, it. there's a whole he had a he had a whole career like renaissance because of of, of Iron Man. Right. I mean, he was he, like in rehab and all that. Shit. Yeah, I mean, he had a very good career as a young man. He had Oscar nominations. He was known as you know a top male actor in in Hollywood, but he liked. I don't know if it was cocaine or what, but he just liked alcohol and drugs way too much. You know, he became a bad boy of Hollywood, landed himself in rehab, took himself out of contention for for movies. And then after the whole rehab, he kind of came back up. He was in this movie and that movie. He was was in an Elton John video. And then all of a sudden, he gets Iron Man and it's done. Like, that's it. He is now Tony Stark. And he's laughing all the way to, um, um, to the bank. And there's just no need for him to do anything else, (laughs) to be completely honest. Like he pretty much as long as his he he wrote, you know, he his lawyer made the right contracts. He really doesn't have to make any other movies. He can just because they're they're churning out so many Marvel movies that he could just pop up like this new Spider-Man movie. He's in it, but it's Spider-Man. Are they all like really successful the uh, the uh, movies, yeah, because like I don't know like the Marvel movies. Like, are they are they all like pretty good? Yeah. Oh yeah. Um. I mean, there there are a couple that that aren't so good. Like like the second Thor, uh, I didn't think was was very good, but the original Thor is awesome. the The Thor, the first Thor movie, is actually one of my favorite movies. Mm. And a long time ago. When I heard, I think it was back in high school. I this was you know years before these movies came out, but there right. was there was wind that they were going to start because like X Men was 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 coming out the the originals like you said with Halle Berry and like and like Hugh Jackman, and yeah. then Spider Man movies were coming out with Toby McGuire and Kirsten Dunst and James Franco. And all what this, happened to Toby McGuire? Yeah, he's a he's a he was you know what. I caught those a couple of those Spider-Man movies on HBO while I was home, and except for the second one with Doctor Octopus, they're total yeah. garbage. I mean, they're they're just not good. And you know what? Then, no. the, then the other Spider-Man movies with Andrew Garfield weren't very good. But I have Listen, to. Tobey Maguire isn't a superhero. No, but I have to tell you, this new Spider-Man. I think they're finally going to do it right. I think they're finally going to get Spider-Man right. But um, there was there was talk back then that they were going to do a Thor movie, and I thought to myself, how the heck are they going to do Thor? Because Thor is yeah. actually Thor. He's actually a god. He is the 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 comic book character Thor isn't some blonde haired guy that was born human that like all of a sudden has the powers of Thor. No, the the yeah. comic book character Thor is Thor. So either they're going to screw it up. By making him human, and he just has the powers of Thor, or it's going to be really like campy and weird. Well, finally, Chris Hemsworth was cast, and they were going to make a Thor movie. And I went, and the reason why it worked is they did it like in the comic books. They just did it right. They made him a god. They they went to Asgard. 
Anthony Hopkins was his father, the god of the gods, Odin. You know what I mean? Like they, they, there's Loki. Like they just did it right. They created Asgard. Anthony Hopkins was in it. Yeah, he he plays Odin, which is the he's the man. Yeah, which is the, you know the Norse version of like Zeus, and yeah. and basically they just did it full on. They made him a god. They they didn't try to hide it. Like they they brought him down to earth. This that and the other. He has his hammer. You know, he meets the other Avengers, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Like, like they just, that's why these Marvel movies work. See, I used to really like the Christian Bale Batman movies, but, you know, Christian Bale and uh, Christopher Nolan, they, they made it very like realistic as what if Batman was real? What if the Joker was, was real? But then, then Zach, uh, Zach Snyder gets a hold of the Batman versus Superman. And he he realizes the reason why the Marvel movies are so successful is because they don't mess with the characters very much. They do them very. It's like true. Yeah, they do them very much as they are in like like in the comics. And I have to tell you, I loved Ben Affleck's Batman because it felt like I was watching a comic book on the screen. Yeah, they've never. I like Ben Affleck. Yeah, they've never done the Batman suit like it looks. In the comic books, and they right. finally did with Ben Affleck, and I liked yeah. it a lot better. Because listen, we're going to see a Batman mo- movie. Like we're you know we're yeah. not we're not going to see I don't know like a great piece of cinema that's gonna like change the world like The Godfather or like Citizen Kane. Like this is a yeah, Batman yeah, movie. Yeah. yeah, it's supposed to be it's supposed to be like fantasy. Yeah, and it's for kids, and it's gonna sell toys, and it's about a comic book character. And yeah. whether you're a little kid or an old man, Batman's been around long enough where it attracts all ages. Because when it first came out, there are people who are now, you know, uh, getting older who were there when Batman first came out, and there's little kids who are just discovering Batman. And yeah. so, like, just make him like they did with Thor, like they did with Iron Man, just make Batman and Superman who they are in the comic books. Because I have to tell you, DC is really screwing up. They're, they're not doing as well as Marvel because they're, they're warping the characters too much. They're changing them. Like the Superman who was my favorite, su- the Superman in these movies is so moody. And he's like, what do I do? Like, I have all these powers and no one likes me. Like, yeah, should yeah. I use my laser eyes or not use my laser eyes? Oh, kryptonite. I don't feel good. And it's like, come on, dude. You're Superman. Right. You know, and he's all like, and like I don't hate, be a baby. Yeah, like, and I hate the fact Amy Adams is uh, Lois Lane. She's a terrible yeah. Lois. Oh, terrible Lois Lane. Lois Lane. Terry Hatcher's better than that. Yeah, like, <laughs> uh, throw in Meryl Streep, whatever. I don't right. care. <laughs> Meryl Streep, she's a, she's a super lip. Yeah, oh, my God. You know what? I was, uh, oh, my God, I, I have to bring this up. Well, first off, we have Rachel Maddow embarrassing herself. Oh, with, that was terrible. With the tax returns. Talk about it. Because, you know, it shows, you know, she, I mean, I don't even know why she continued with the story after. Because they. After she tweeted it, the, the campaign, the administration came out and like, it was like, yeah, here's the deal. Yeah, they were like, listen, uh, you're gonna, you illegally have his tax returns. Good for you. Guess what? He paid thirty eight million dollars in taxes. Yeah. 
at a higher rate than Obama, Comcast, NBC, Bernie Sanders. You're basically just helping him win re-election in 2020. Yes. Like, look, because the whole thing about Bernie Sanders and their whole progressive movement is that billionaires and big corporations don't pay taxes because they use right. they use loopholes because they have the resources to put their money offshore to just use tax loopholes and stuff. Oh, looks like in 2005, Donald Trump paid almost $40 million in taxes. Insane. That's more than the majority of people on the earth have in their bank account. He just paid it in taxes. Yeah. No one, the majority of the world isn't can't even see $40 million. And he's like, listen, here's a check, IRS. Yeah. And there's Bernie not paying anything. Well, he 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 paid, but you know what I mean at a, at a lower rate. She embarrassed herself, and you know, they're they're. She needs to be taken off the air. Oh, they're just they're grasping, man, they're, because they in their in their minds and bodies they can't believe it. Yeah, and, and and you know what? They they've been cut off. Yeah, yeah. Like their access and and like their their kind of um, uh, like their narrative is now like is debunked yes yeah because they're not real sure like what to do yeah exactly they don't they don't know because they know that trump doesn't need them trump literally tweeted so rachel maddow is like hey i have his tax tax returns and then trump bypasses all the media and everyone and just tweets i paid 40 million dollars and then it's done rachel maddow now has nothing Right. Why did, why did, um, like, I'm not sure why she like tweeted that and said, I know she wanted to get like ratings, Yeah. but like she really messed up. Yeah. Because she should have tweeted that like literally two minutes before she went on the air. Exactly. Especially if she didn't have anything. It, it almost made it sound like she had them in a sealed envelope and she was going to open them on the air as if she didn't know. Because, like, if, if you are given his tax returns. You're going to look. And someone is like, hey, this is going to be a gotcha moment from you to Donald Trump. Like, you know, we're going to embarrass Donald Trump. And we're going to get people to, like, be, like, like, against him. Here's his tax returns. And then you read that he paid almost $40 million in taxes at a high rate. Why, yeah. why even report it? Like, as Rachel Maddow and, like, on the liberal network. Go, like, no, that's going to make him look good throw it away like tear it up like why would you even go ahead with the story it, it destroys it, your narrative as a liberal progressive but yeah. whatever she did it for some stupid reason you know listen listen they're in all kinds of trouble yeah because it, it, listen it's msnbc yeah they're they like brian williams told people he was in like the vietnam war yeah and <laughs> now now he's on msnbc and nobody knows he's there yeah and he was he was in like massachusetts during the war or something i mean it's 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 an it they are embarrassing themselves over and over and over again they they continue to prove their irrelevance to the american people and to prove that they're just wrong and that they're completely biased, that they're fake news. I mean, this was fake news. This yeah. was a fake news um, report. Right. And there's a guy out there who's willing to pay like $5 million for the full, because she only had like two pages of his returns or something. She didn't, yeah. she didn't have like the full uh, document. And there's a guy who's willing to pay like $5 million for the full document. 
And this is like illegal. Like they're, you see, this is the problem is, is they're okay with doing something illegal if it's going to make Trump look terrible, you know, and people are just going to look the other way. So here's what I wanted to mention. So when I got back to New York, I, of course, knowing I was going to be away for a while, forwarded my mail. But New York City doesn't uh, work like other cities. It does its own thing. So not all of my mail got forwarded, which is BS, but it's just the way it is. So there were some letters and things that I got that I needed to send home, some like business. Okay. So I, I'm, I'm, at, I'm at the post office, and I'm going to put my internet back up here and do a little typing here because I, I just want to be okay. I, I just want to be sure on the details. But so I'm um, I'm at the post office mailing these things to uh, hold on a second. Okay, mailing some things to my mom, and there's a woman there. Remember, I live on the Upper West Side of Manhattan. This is one of the most okay. liberal places on earth. Okay, it yep. like it like rivals like Berkeley, California, and. This woman go, goes up to the counter and asks for Ides of Trump postcards. Are you serious? And I was like, what is she talking about? So while I'm, you know, doing my transaction, I'm listening out my, like, right ear with, you know, what this lady's saying. And, and the woman behind the counter didn't quite understand what this was all about. And there were these stack oh. of postcards called, from, like, they're called Ides of Trump. And the woman goes, you know, the Ides of March, the day that uh, Julius Caesar was assassinated. And I'm like, oh, my God. This lady is buying postcards. And I saw her later. I saw her like an hour later on the street passing out these Ides of Trump postcards that she bought at, at the post office. Wow. To, as to I, I, I'm, I listen, I guess to promote, I mean, anti-Trump sentiment. But the whole kind of underlying thing is that the Ides of March, which is March 15th, is the day that Julius Caesar was killed. Right. So it's kind of like, but this is what I'm talking about. If I was getting Ides of Obama postcards, what do you think people on the Upper West Side would would do to me? Oh, they, they call the police on you. But because it's Ides of Trump, they can do whatever they want. Because it's Trump... They're allowed to go out and promote killing him because in their eyes, the, in their eyes, assassinating Trump is better for this country, even though it's a completely ridiculous idea. Now, here's the deal. I was going to talk to this woman and I was going to fake like interest like, hey, like I'm a super liberal. What's what's this all about? You know, but I decided yeah. you know, I was like, you know, what? I'm not going to I'm not going to deal with I'm just yeah. going to let it go. It's a crazy That's ridiculous. And you can see and you can pick out these ladies a mile a mile away, these like uh upper west side super liberal ladies, and they go out on the street with their Hillary Clinton pins and and you know, they start yelling about killing Trump and all this stuff. And these are people who are completely fine with killing unborn babies. So uh, you really they're right. not they're not rational people. Oh man. Yeah, I, I thought it was very strange. Very, very strange, but it, it's the Upper West Side, and I, I, I kind of forgot, you know, I, I kind of forgot where, uh, where I was there for a moment. <laughs> Thinking, well, oh Jesus, my lord, that's that's kind of what it is. Yeah, man, it's it's insane. What's going on right now in the world is pretty insane. 
we are in a very interesting time because there's just a lot of insanity. You have like Nancy Pelosi saying that she has a right to read the new health care law before it's passed when she literally said about Obamacare, we have to pass it so so we can read it. I mean, they, they literally are, the, the liberals are so blatantly hi- like hypocritical. Yeah. They, they say one thing one day and then something the other day and it's just like, not, it's like just okay. Like people just like ignore it and it's just unreal. It's just really, really bizarre. Did but, you notice that, like, since Trump took office, there's a lot less news about like terrorist stuff? And, oh yeah. Uh, oh yeah. It's, it, like, like, there's not a lot about ISIS and stuff no. on the news. No. Because if they do something, he's he's gonna go nuts. Yeah. Oh my god. And Obama didn't give a shit. No. 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 He probably liked ISIS. Yeah. He he didn't care. No. No, no, like literally, if if something should happen, Trump will tell Secretary Mattis to just rain down hell on on ISIS. I mean, this is why, and I've talked about this before, this is why I proposed a healthy relationship between the U.S. and Russia. Because with our forces combined, we could destroy ISIS once and for all. Yeah, I agree. Because we really can't do it alone, and we shouldn't do it alone. If we have no. to do it alone, we will. But, you know, this is a global threat, and so it needs to be fought globally. But then you have people like Angela Merkel, who who just want to let every single refugee in, and then the the Christmas festival gets blown up by, by, a, by a terrorist. Yeah. And you have the, the socialist president of France— Whose uh, popularity, his, 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 it was so low. He was so low in the polls before this presidential election that he couldn't even run. Like it's, it's insane. Yeah, he he couldn't run. He had like a four percent approval rating because there. Yeah. I think there were two major terrorist attacks under his, mm-hmm. you know, under his like presidency. I mean, it's really you know. And so, actually, speaking of Europe, this brings me. I have a major announcement. I have a major announcement, oh. wow. and so this is my major. I, I I should have I should have been like you know using this as like a marketing tool, but I'll figure it out. But like, so I've been I've been back in New York uh, since Saturday. It's now Thursday, almost a week, and I was just talking to my mom today, and I don't know all the details yet, but my major announcement is that I am going to pause my pursuit of a career in, in opera and I am going to move back to a, to a Pittsburgh. Yeah. Now I might maintain my apartment here just because it is so difficult to get an apartment in New York. What my mom had to go through to get this place was unreal. I don't even know all the details and and I said I'm going to pause my pursuit of an opera career. I don't want to completely let it go. But my plan is this spring into summer, returning to Pittsburgh, maybe finding like a real subletter for my place, someone who actually lives here and like pays rent, and yep. moving back to Pittsburgh, uh, getting a job, 
some kind of like real job, not like at the mall, like either, uh, you know, try to sell cars or get my real estate license. Um, I've been thinking about like maybe go um, into radio, you know, a real job, live with my mom for a bit and then get my own place once I'm settled. But at That's least, great, at, least at least for the next couple years, maybe longer, who knows, I've decided that my family and my what I need to do for myself is in Pittsburgh. And I was out with a friend of mine the other night back in Pittsburgh before I came back back to New York. And she had a similar thing where she was in New York for a bit and then Chicago. And then she was home for the holidays back in Pittsburgh. Yeah. And then she went back to Chicago and she said to herself, what am I doing here? And so she quit her job, packed up everything and went back to Pittsburgh. And yeah. I got back to New York on Saturday, and I'm sitting in my apartment, and I'm literally thinking to myself, what am I doing here? It's like I don't belong wow. here anymore. You know, I had my fun. I tried this opera thing out for a couple years. Um, it, it was a really cool ride. I got to perform in some really cool places with some really great people, very talented people. And, uh, you know, my mom doesn't want me to give up my, my, my talent for entertainment, for singing, for performing, but, you know, being home all these months and being with my mom and stuff, going to Houston with her and, and everything and being with, with, with Camila, my niece, I just, I just felt like, you know, maybe I think this is where I need to be. I need yeah. to be home. You know, I need to be with my family. And also, for you, man. I emailed my manager, and he basically told me that the goal and the 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 future of my career is in Germany. And besides the fact that they're letting in all these refugees, and I don't want to get blown up, even before that, even if that even if that wasn't a reality, I really don't want to live in Germany. I really no. have no desire to move to Germany just to do my career. If yeah. for me to have a career in opera means that I have to move to Germany, then I don't want that career. I don't want to be that far away. I don't want to be Camila's Uncle Mike, who she never sees because he's in fucking Dusseldorf. Right. You know, that's not attractive to me. And I think I've come to a point where I went into this opera thing with a big smile on my face, but then the career presents itself to you. And if you're not willing to do what you need to do to have this career, because opera in the United States is dying. Okay. Okay. I mean, there are opera companies that are barely staying alive. I mean, my manager said to me, hey, Mike, would you mind staying with your mom when you're in Pittsburgh because the Pittsburgh opera really wants to save money and not pay for an apartment for you. you, you like, 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 you know what I mean? Yeah. Cause yeah. they're like struggling. Right. Like they asked me so they could save money. Actually, it's not an apartment. They put um, people up. There's a hotel near the opera house. Yeah. And they put people up, up there, but they have to pay for it. And they were like, Hey, wow. you know, we're struggling with money. Would you mind staying with your mom? Now, now here's the deal. I was going to stay with my mom anyway. Sure. But that just but the fact that they had to ask you that is really telling. Yeah. It's like, would you mind staying with your mom so we can save money? And wow. that's the state of opera now. 
Jeez. And it's like, do I really want to be part of a dying, a dying career, like like a dying thing? I mean, I mean, opera's yeah. gonna stick around. Okay, it's the arts. I mean, I know Trump wants to like get rid of the National Endowment of the Arts and all this stuff, and it's like, you know what? Maybe we don't need it. You know, and someone sent me yeah. a list of like. All the institutions that I've been part of, Lawrence University, Manhattan School of Music, the Maryland Opera Program, the Metropolitan Opera. Well, I've never sung there, but, you know, that's the major house. It's Then they gave me all the money that these institutions get from the government. And my response is the government shouldn't be paying for the, for the arts at all. That's not their job. Right. In my opinion. I mean, I don't think we should get rid of the arts. Uh, music has no. been a major part of my life. And music will be a big part of Camila's life. And music will be a part of my, hopefully, future children's lives. But I don't think sure. it's the government's job to pay for it. I don't think we should be like Germany that, that they spend 80% of the, the budget of an opera house is, um, is subsidized 80% by the government. I don't think we should wow. do that. I don't think we should do that as a nation. Maybe it's okay for Germany. Maybe it's okay for Italy. But I don't think the United States should be spending money on opera. Now, if as a well, private citizen you want to go to the opera, support the opera, donate to the opera, I just got a phone call before we started the show from yeah. the Metropolitan Opera. And they were like, would you like to renew your membership to the opera and donate money? And I said to them, no. I said, I'm really sorry, but I don't think I'm going to be in New York much longer. And even though I'm an opera singer myself and support the opera, I don't. I'm not going to use it. Like I, because if you if you donate a certain amount, you get like perks. You you get like access to exclusive things and backstage tours and special gala events and all this crap that I never go to anyway. You, you know, I I'm always invited to these Metropolitan Opera things and because because I'm a donor, but but I never go. Right. And I just said to her. I'm really sorry, but I'm I'm I might not be in New York next year, like for the season. So what did they say? They said fine. We will let them know. I mean, I could wow. I could hear the like disappointment, but listen, I could give them a hundred bucks, but I'm I don't even remember. I think it's like I don't remember how much I donated last year, but it's it's a lot. But with it, you I, like I said, you get all these like perks. It's just not money. It's like 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 given. It's I give them this yeah. much money, and I get a packet in the mail with, like, special free passes, and uh, there's something called the Belmont Room, which is, like, a private uh, place to get drinks and food and sit that, you know, you, you could only go to if you're a certain level donor. You can go there, right. like, for, like, 45 minutes before the show starts and relax and get a, get a rum and Coke and a cookie and a sandwich and hang out when you're, like, tuxedo. You know, it's, like, all this, all this uh, upper-class yeah. stuff. But I, I told yeah. her, I said, listen, I enjoy all of that. But if I'm not here, if, I'm, if I plan to be in Pennsylvania for the entire year next year, maybe only coming to visit New York a couple times with a check on my place, then I'm not going to pay for it because I'm not going to be here. Right. You know, but I honestly yeah. think that the, the days of me pursuing this career in opera are very limited. And even yeah. though I, I kind of I'm saying in this announcement that I'm taking a pause it's it's really i think kind of like an indefinite pause and yeah. i mean i haven't talked to my manager yet i haven't talked to my mentors or teachers but i was on the phone with my mom today and i've been sitting in this apartment i mean yesterday i have nothing to do here jason 
Yesterday, I watched the movie Everest three times. Jeez. Because I have nothing to do. Hey, I want to see that. It's a great movie. I'm obsessed with Mount Everest. I'm actually a little concerned about it. I'm so obsessed with Mount Everest. But you know what it is, man? It is just such... Well, first off, this movie, Everest, is about a specific disaster, 1996, which we've talked about. But, like, it's about a specific group of people who went in 96. Some passed away. Some, you know, some survived this big storm on the mountain, et cetera, et cetera. But it's just a fascinating thing. These people who are drawn to climbing these mountains, and it literally is so dangerous, and there is such a high risk of death. I think one. I can't in, believe that people like do it. Yeah, they're like I think one in four climbers who attempt the summit of Everest die. Yeah, it's so not good. So if you go with a group of four people, one of you is going to die. Most likely, one of you is going to die. Statistically, one of you is not going home. Yeah, that's that's not the kind of. Group activity I'm into. No, no, I no. I like going into group activities with a high rate of survival. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, when you put it in like mathematical terms, it, it's quite alarming. It is. Like, I, you you got to really consider like who you're going with. Yeah, like yeah. you might want to pick like the weakest person you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to give yourself a higher rate of survival. Yeah, you, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, have you, like, have you ever climbed a, mar- uh, a mountain there, uh, Timmy? Yeah. No, 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 no. Okay, why don't you come join me? <laughs> We're not that close. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that—that's a little bit scary. It is. It is. It it it's 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 wild. But um, yeah, you know, and someone listen. I'm 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 happy to hear. Yeah. That you are moving home or yeah. coming home at some point, and you and know, we can continue podcasting. We're going to build a studio. Yeah, and also I think for the future of the show, it's the best option. I think I would happen to agree with you. Yeah, because even though this phone thing is working, I, I much prefer to do it in person with with you. Well, it's, right. It's well, a, it's, it, you can you can play off each other so much easier in, yeah. in person. Yeah, it's a much it's but, a more you know, ideal si- situation. Yeah. Plus. When when you're home, we have like stories to talk about that we both experienced. Exactly. Yes, we have shared experiences and, and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that's like that's like really important. Yes, exactly. For the content of the uh-huh. show. You know, another thing that I've become mildly obsessed with is in passing. I don't remember when it was, but but you you had asked me if I had seen this Inside Death Row show. Yeah, that's a wild show. And so, is it on TV now? Yeah, it's on like um, it's on like Discovery or something. Okay, so I I googled it on um, YouTube. I just typed in like like Death Row because I couldn't remember if it was Inside Death Row or on because you had mentioned it. And I've been spending my my days here in my apartment cleaning and getting stuff together. I just uh, I got all my stuff shipped to me. Um, I shipped myself a bunch of stuff from home that I got like as Christmas gifts and books that I bought. And so I was yeah, unpacking yeah. that. And I, you know, I, so while I'm doing all this work, I just throw stuff up on my, so that's why I watched Everest three times because I just kind of just kept playing it over and over while I was cleaning. And then I remembered this whole death row stuff. And, um, I've been watching all these documentaries about it. And I got to tell you, oh, man, man, it's so morbid. It's morbid and it's wild. You know, there are moments where, 
I completely support the death penalty. And there are moments where I think, how could we do this as human beings to other human beings? That's exactly how I felt. Because, Because, yeah. There was this one part in in the, the warden of the prison was talking so, in such a cavalier fashion about killing people. Yeah. I was like, Man, you know that that's pretty messed up. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and then there was a part where I hear about this guy who killed a baby. Yes. Because he he left his brother left a uh, soccer ball in the living room. And he tripped over it. And he was drunk. Yeah. And he goes and like kills a baby and yeah. and I'm like, well, I'd probably kill that guy too. See, th- this is the problem. Um, this is one of the issues with these with these documentaries. Uh, the ones that I've been watching, um, they're made by this guy. His last name is, is, is Herzog and I forget his first name, but he's a German filmmaker and he also pops up in American films from time to time as an actor and he being German, he, um, he's very anti-capital punishment, which is most of the rest of the world. And, um, like Europe, I don't think any of those countries have the death penalty anymore. And, um, but so I like his documentaries, but he comes at it from a very biased point of view because he's, like, against it. But he tries to, you know, he, like, interviews people on death, death, death row. And I've, been, yeah. and I've been watching them. And um, it basically what happens with these, with these documentaries is he's interviewing the person on death, death row. And, yes. and they're coming across as very human. And they're coming across yeah. as... You know, kind of like someone who you just might ru- like run into at the grocery store. But right. then he interviews the prosecutor and the victim's families. And then you're reminded that this person was so hyped up on meth that he took a hammer and beat his 11th or a 13-month-old baby to death. Yeah. Like, so even though you're, you're, you're nonchalantly talking to him through, you know, glass in a jail— you have to remember that five, ten years ago, or whatever it was. Yeah, he murdered an eleven-year-old. Yeah, no, no, a thirteen-month-old. Oh, a thirteen-month-old baby. Yes, it, it makes you sick. Yeah, and then you think to yourself, well, th- this, this is like really, you know, like it, 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 it's, and that's what the the prosecutors say is that during these trials, they have to keep reminding the jury what the person did because when the person is sitting in the courtroom. They're right. not actively murdering anybody. They're just sitting yeah. there and you can and you weren't there at the murder scene. You weren't you're not part of the family as as a juror. You're just right. as a random person that was chosen through the the jury selection process and the prosecution tries to remind you, you know, because that this is what what happened. You know, this Herzog guy is like, you know, I see him just as a human. You know, and it's like, well, yeah, but yes, he's a human, but look what he did. And yes, he was hyped up on meth, but that look, look what the heck this guy did. And then I just watched, I just watched one about this guy, uh, Nathan Dunlap or something like, like that comes from a family of bipolar parents. So the bipolar mental disorder went, went down to him and he was never diagnosed or treated for it. He worked at a Chuck E. Cheese restaurant. He was fired from Chuck E. Cheese. So he decided to get a gun, and he went and just after hours shot the five people who were working there 
and killed four of, um, of them. Oh. So the he killed four of them execution style, and then the fifth guy who he was like in, like like in the kitchen, Nathan Dunlap shot him in the head, but it like hit his jaw and he fell over and acted dead, and then but but he actually lived. So the stop, fifth guy stop, lived, stop, stop. and he just went in and did it. And he like bragged about it. He stole money after he killed them. And you know, it's Chuck E. Cheese. So think it's like a 16 year old girl who works there and like an 18 year old guy. You know, these are like young high school kids who it's like they're yeah. like summer or like weekend job or, or whatever. Right. And he had no remorse for it. They showed him like, like in the courtroom, like cussing out the like family. Like, I don't give a shit about your family. I don't care that I killed these people. Right. And 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 this is what happened. It was in Oklahoma. So his execution date comes up and and this governor who is still governor of Oklahoma is such a is such a pussy in my mind. Yeah. He could have either given him clemency, which means he's no longer going to die, but he'll have life right. in prison, or he signs the execution order. And he was just elected and there was a lot of pressure on him because you know, it could lose him the next election if he makes the wrong decision. So what he did was he signed this, like, temporary stay. It was like, you know what? We're not going to kill him right now. We're going to just kill him later. And oh, that's so great. he, like, pussied out. So he just signed this order. I don't remember what it was called, but he just signed this order that was like, you know what, Let, let's not execute him like right now because the issue with his case is he wasn't mentally quite right. He did have this bipolar problem. He was known, this is the uh, the murderer, he was known for kind of irrational outbursts and like, you know, kind of bipolar. Well, Jeez. the problem is this though, there are people who, there are probably thousands of people out there who, who are bipolar who don't murder people. Right, that's what I mean. Like, so... I know, like, this guy's bipolar, and, you know, they put him on lithium and in and, and jail. You know, it helped him level out and everything. But, you know, I don't hear every day another bipolar person murdered five people. Like, you just, right. don't, you just don't hear it. Okay, being having an, a, a serious mental issue like bipolar and then killing four people and shooting five, it, it, it's not, it doesn't excuse it. Okay, just like that guy, that guy down in Texas. Yeah, he was hyped up on meth, thought his baby was possessed by the devil and killed his baby with a hammer. Yes. Oh, well, he was hyped up on meth. Well, I'm sorry. He still murdered a 13 month old defenseless baby. Right. And he shouldn't have been on meth. Yeah. Yeah, That's my other problem. It's like drugs are the excuse. Like, well, he was in an altered state of mind. I mean, well, that's that's. Sorry, that's not my damn problem. Yeah, I literally watched three of these Herzog documentaries um, in a row, and yeah. I just so happened that those three, the per- the murderer had been on, on on meth. Yeah, and so they weren't in in their right state of mind, but they ended you up know, killing someone. You know, when I was watching the the one when I when I think I texted you and I was like, "Yo, you gotta you gotta watch this." Yeah. Um. They were showing a prison from that was used between nineteen mid twenties, like yeah. like prior to the depression, mm-hmm. and uh, up to like late forties to early fifties, somewhere in there. 
and how crude the cells were, right? Mm-hmm. And you like the the lead paints coming off the wall, and <laughs> yeah. it's it's it literally it looks like a, like a metal dungeon. Yeah, yeah. It, it's just really bad, right? So there's a there's a basically one side of the room, like there's a hallway. On the right side of the hallway are the cells. There were eight of them. Okay. Like little cells, and then the left side was like a concrete wall. On at the very end of the hall, next to the last cell, there was another like concrete wall, and that is where the electric chair was. Yes. Like set up, right? Uh huh. The guy they would put like the guy that was like the worst criminal into the cell that was literally right next to the electric chair. Like he could like almost touch it. Like it was yeah. that close. It was like to like remind him, this is your yeah, future. To remind him what was going to happen. And they, they were saying like all the botched electrocutions where like you could smell the person like frying and stuff. Yeah. yeah. And it was like, they would like scare the prisoners and they cry and like yeah. all these like, horrible things. And I'm like, you know, Listen, that's a little much. Yeah. Like, I don't need to watch another person get electrocuted. Yeah. You if know, you're going to electrocute me, just electrocute me, like, in private. Yeah. One of the interesting things that I, I discovered through watching all this death row, all these all these documentaries, is that, you know, you can still be uh, executed by firing squad. You can still choose hanging. Now, not in every single state. 33 of the 50 have it. Not every thirty, not all the thirty-three have these these options, but in some of them, there was a guy in two thousand ten who was who chose firing squad. Wow! And you can still get hung, like 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 if you want. I can't believe that. But of course, most of them are lethal injection. But right. that that's not even a perfect thing <laughs> because one, they said a lot of these guys were drug addicts. And so their veins are really like worn out from all the needles, so sometimes they have a hard time getting the 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 the, the uh, IV in for the um, execution yeah. drugs. They yeah. also also a doctor can't administer the the drugs because it's against the Hippocratic oath. So you yeah they have they have a. Like a third, like a uh, like a guy who's like in witness protection doing it. Yeah, it's very interesting. It, everyone's like a volunteer, you know, and and it's not done very often. So there's a well in Texas, it's done often. So like, let's say Pennsylvania has the death penalty, right? And I don't know the last time Pennsylvania has executed someone, but let's say it's been like 20 years. So basically, no one there has probably executed someone, or it's right. been 20 years. So there's a guy in Texas that will fly into Pennsylvania to basically retrain them on the modern, the most recent techniques of lethal injection. That's unreal. <laughs> it's just bizarre. So that is, that is crazy. So there, there is this part of me that is like, you know what? According to these documentaries, it is much more expensive for someone to be on, on death row because of the appellate system. Because basically these people are on death row for 20 years because it takes 20 years to go through the uh, the full appeal process. Yeah. Which can go all the way to the Supreme Court, who rarely hear them. And it, right. can, and it can also be appealed to the governor, who could grant clemency. So Yeah. You, you know, the thing is, like, on the one I want, one of the guys I watch, he's like, of course I want to live. I don't want to die. Yeah. 
Um, like it's not, it's not true that we just want to get it over with. And then there was another guy who was like, I don't want to have any, um, judicial process. I want them to kill me like tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. It's very, it's very interesting. Yeah. Like, I don't know, man. Like, I think it'd be worse like waiting to die. Yeah. Well, this is interesting because, uh, then, well, there there was one woman who, um, it's the Nathan Dunlap thing, the one in Oklahoma where he shot the uh, Chuck E. Cheese employees. The one sure. girl who was killed, her mother said they were the only people, the only family who didn't want the death penalty because she thought it would be better for him to spend the rest of his days thinking about what he did in a, in a jail cell. Yeah. And... Uh, but then, but then again, then I hear what these people did, and I'm like, man, that person shouldn't be alive anymore, because what they yeah, did yeah, that... was so heinous and just like so like like what this Nathan Dunlap did in Oklahoma, it was just so just worthless. I mean, just yeah. and then there was another guy who had a had a uh, a history of. Um, Voices like us, like a like schizophrenia. He had a, yeah. he had a history of kind of weird outbursts and like behavioral problems. And one night he just decided to get on his Harley and shoot a truck driver and shoot this guy at a gas station. And he just just decided that was what he was going to do. Oh. And I'm thinking to myself, that person should not be allowed back into into society and maybe we should remove him from society and kill him it's just it's interesting because i'm i can see both arguments yeah and there was this one woman um who was very 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 against the death penalty until her son was killed who was murdered and she became a huge proponent because Mm. it was like to her that was her son was literally at a stoplight with his girlfriend, and these guys rolled up and just shot them. Just shot them in the car. And she's like, there's just like no reason. I mean, it it was done in cold blood. It was just like, these people, they should pay for it. So I don't know, man. I don't know what the answer is. Um, After, you know, watching the process, though, there's just no real good process. This is, I think, the problem with it is there's no real good way to kill somebody. <laughs> no, no, there really isn't. I mean, that's... In a clean... Sadly, yeah. I mean, in, in a clean, humane, uh, capital punishment done by the government kind of way. I mean, yeah. you can do it in a murderous way, which is sloppy and done, you know, w- you know, in a way that's not meant to be for, for people's well, viewing. It, 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 you know, in Saudi Arabia, they just behead people in the street. Well, yeah, but this is this is the problem. Like, <laughs> this is just it. It it's like it's like there's just no because you know there have been um uh there have been issues with every kind of execution because you know hanging is not just cut and dry. You know the no. the how much you weigh, how tall you are, they have to calculate how long of a rope to use. Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. And if they miscalculate, you might not die, and you might just dangle there. Yeah. And not you die. Ever watch. Um, well, you know when um, you know AC and DC with Tesla uh, was getting tested. 
yeah was being tested like you know they botched like killing somebody like for the first time and that person didn't die they had to like keep doing it oh yeah there have been times where people had to get be electrocuted like three times yeah because they just didn't get a good connection like this Listen, this I, this I would be like hey like yeah. I think you tried enough times yeah <laughs> Do you know that if the if the if you choose lethal injection and it doesn't work or they can't get the uh, drugs for it, they have the electric chair waiting like in another room. Oh god. Yeah. So basically Listen. that that guy from Texas who who goes to other states to teach them how to execute people, um when you do the the electric chair, you have to use wet sponges, okay? Yeah, yeah. On the head and on the ankle. Well, right. there was a botched electric chair execution, let's say in like Virginia or something, just not Texas. And they okay. flew and they flew him in. And they were using rubber sponges. But that's not going to work. Oh. You have to use natural sponges, like real sponges. And it in this guy, uh they had trouble killing him in the electric chair because they were using uh synthetic sponges that didn't that didn't yeah. like, you know. And then they, some guy's hair got caught on fire, and that's when they decided to shave your head before they execute. I mean, listen, th- this is a weird topic to be talking about. There's no really right or wrong answers here. If anybody's out there, you got to give that show a look because yeah. it will make you really yeah. think about what we're talking about. Yeah, because it is something that we still do in America. I think that it doesn't touch a lot of people. This is this is one of the one of the problems, and one of the issues with that Nathan Dunlap, and I th- I think that's his name. If that's not his name, I'm sorry. But the guy in Oklahoma who killed the people at Chuck E. Cheese's, I believe it's Nathan Dunlap. Um, the issue with him, and the reason why there was so much kind of um, upheaval about his his execution, was not only because of his mental state, but they hadn't executed anyone in 30 years. And so it was like, why are we all of a sudden executing this. this guy? Yeah. You know, like we've we've had all these other murders and all, all this other stuff and we haven't killed anybody. And some counties, they said some counties, their prosecutors go for the death penalty. And in some counties, they don't. So if you commit a murder in this county, you're going to spend life in prison. But if you commit it in this county, you can get executed. So, oh. it, it, the, so basically, in, in Oklahoma, they they weren't using the death penalty. It was kind of like arbitrary. Like sometimes it would be brought up, and sometimes it like wouldn't be be brought up. You know. Listen, the moral of the story is, you better be careful when you're in Texas. Yo, the, oh, listen, they that one. I, I think they execute one person a week at this one place. Okay, yeah. Huntsville. Don't if if you're yeah, in Texas. Huntsville. If you're in Texas. Don't fuck up. That's all I have to say. Don't yeah, talk to anybody. Be, don't shove no. anybody. People, Texas is another world. All right. Yeah. Don't. They're they're like barely in our union. Yeah. Like they're yes. they they want to be like on their own. Yeah. They they're they, very they're very in, in, independent. Yeah. They they threaten to leave the union like annually. I'm pretty sure it's like a <laughs> Texas like holiday. When Obama won, they, they were threatening. Remember? Oh, when every month of the Obama presidency of the eight years, oh, they yeah. they would threaten oh, yeah. at least once a month. If he would give a speech, they'd say, "We're leaving the union." Yeah, you know, yeah. They, <laughs> they 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 were their own country 
Okay. <laughs> yeah. And and the front well. and the front desk girl at the hotel I was staying at in Houston, you know, they would sing the Texas national anthem every morning before class. Really? So you know how and remember like in like elementary school before school would start, you would do like the Pledge of Allegiance. Yeah. yeah right? They do the Texas Pledge of Allegiance. Wow, that is. And she thought every state had their own pledge. No, listen. Yeah. Somebody needs to tell her. Like, yeah, and I said, no, that's just Texas. And I said, that's because Texas was its own country for a period of time. That's why the, yeah. the, 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 the Texas flag is the only state flag that could fly as high as the American flag. So oh, if you are presenting the American flag with a state flag, the state flag must fly lower because America, you know, the country is, is first and the state is second. But because Texas was its own country at one point, it can raise its flag just as high. It's a very interesting place. Yeah. Texas. And they, they put an express lane in for their, their electric or, the, or their lethal injection gurney. Yeah. Yeah. It's like an assembly line there. Yeah, yeah. They're they're like they're they, like they probably they just pull them in. And here's go. And and here's the deal, because you know most of these documentaries take place in Texas because that's where it's just done the most. They they have clemency there. Like like the governor can stop it, but it's never been done, ever. Yeah. The governor of Texas has never stopped one. Yeah, yeah, it's a hope and a prayer. Yeah, it's really interesting. But again, when you look at what these people did, like the severity of their crimes, you just think to yourself, like there's really no other punishment. Yeah, like it's just, yeah. it's just You're right. really wild, man. It's just really, really wild. Yeah. What are you What are you doing tonight? Is everything going on in New York City? No, not tonight. I'm just gonna relax. I'm gonna uh, once we're done, I'm gonna just you know listen to the show and edit it and get it ready listen, to go for I don't, tomorrow. I don't, I'm concerned. I don't want you to labor yourself while you're in Manhattan. Oh no 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 no! This is a very uh, <laughs> this is a very relaxing time for yes. me here. And yeah. <laughs> I have nothing to do. Literally, have nothing listen. to do. Well. And someone was like, "Are, yeah, are you going to are you going to take a voice lesson?" And I was like, "No, because one, it's, it cost one hundred and forty dollars, which I don't want to spend. I'd I, right. I'd rather go to Chipotle. And two, I have nothing to have a voice lesson for. Like I have no right. I have no gigs. I mean, well, tell them that you're so you're, you you had such a great career that there's nothing left for you to accomplish. I, I think and that's I think that's what I'm going to email my manager. You have re- now retired. Yeah, that I think I think I'm going to I, I think that's that's what I'm going to when I make this announcement like on Facebook or, or something. Yeah. I think I'm basically going to say that I'm I'm re- I'm re- I'm retiring at at 32. Right. I <laughs> am retiring. You're you're you were the goat of yeah. Of uh, opera. Yeah. And you have now there is literally nothing left for you to accomplish. Yeah. I've... And you have to move on. You have to conquer another field. Yes. I. Th- that should be the narrative. Because if I continue, I will just start embarrassing people. And I, I can't. <laughs> I can't. I can't be responsible. I can't be That's responsible like for my yeah. talent anymore. It's just so. It's so out. You it's know, vast. It's, it's just vast. it's vast. And I, 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 there, there needs to be room for other people to have careers also. So I absolutely, I can't, I couldn't agree more. (laughs) So I I am, I I am forced to, to retire from, from opera singing and, uh, well, continue in in another field. 
you have to move to another field that you now have to conquer. I mean, that's, that's just what it is. That's right. Oh man. Wow. So, well, I'm glad that you've made that, uh, yeah. Choice. That's and, what's going to uh, happen. That's, that's good news for the show. Yeah. And good news for Camila and your, and your mom. Yes. Yes. And you know, that's, that's good stuff. Yes. You know, we can, uh, you know, you haven't been here for a summer for like years. Oh, see, that would be great. I mean, I'm definitely. So it's going to be fun. I'm going to have a lot of yeah, fun. I'm going to be back for this summer for sure. That's yeah. great. We should go somewhere. Yeah. So I am going to come back for Camila's birthday at the end of the month, and then Easter, which is in mid-April, and then after that, I'm going to come back to New York, and I'm going to kind of because my lease is up in May, so I have to be here for May. Because they send you a bunch of paperwork, you got to sign it, and May, it's a whole thing. So yeah. I have to be here for May, and then and then that's when I'll make the decision to renew my lease or not. I'm probably going to renew it and maintain this apartment just because, with everything that's going on in my life and with my family, I I, I don't want to make um, a hasty decision or yeah. a decision that I'm going to. Re- regret i have are made... you able to sublet your apartment some places will, will let you some yeah yes and no it's a kind of a gray area technically no i think but you know you can get around it you can you know because basically it becomes just an issue with your doormen because it's not like it's not like so the people who own my apartment like like the uh, real estate company it's not like they come to your door every month and knock on it and ask for your like 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 check they don't know what I look like. As long as the rent is being paid, they don't they don't care. Sure. Yeah. So I think we, we will just see. Enough. No major decisions have been made about the 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 apartment and details. But I have made a personal decision to spend the majority of my time in in Pittsburgh for the foreseeable future. Well, if you come to Pittsburgh, you will need a mode of transportation. Well, this is this is another thing. Is for the time being, I plan on just living with my mom. Because it's free and easy, and I want to be there for her. Also, I need to get myself on my feet with some kind of job. So, uh, you know, we will see what what that is. And then once I kind of get a more solid footing, then I definitely think there I will need four wheels. And so I think, and I think this could bring us straight into our plugs, which are if you need a car, there's only one place to go. <laughs> And that is Lexus of North Hills, and you see my co-host, Jason Mocha, at 15025 Perry Highway, Wexford, PA, 15090. You can call him at 724-940-1400 or email him directly at jmocha, M-O-K-A, at lexusofnorthhills.com. So I think if I would get a mode of transportation, that would be a good place to start, right? I think that uh, (laughs) you are correct, and that is a great plug. You know, I I just think that, People just need to be aware. Yes, they do. Ultimately, and they also I mean? and they also need to be aware that it is it is okay for men to wear pocketless pants, and <laughs> and if <laughs> if you need yeah. that, you have to go to Chico's Tailors. Okay, custom tailoring up in Butler, PA, at one three three West North Street at Butler, PA one six zero zero one. You can call them at seven two four. 287-5814 email them at info at chicotailors.com and chico is spelled c-i-c-c-o and yes. they are over four generations of experience goes into every garment even if they're right. pocket even if they're pocketless pants well listen i i am going to commission yes <laughs> <a> commission <laughs> pocketless pair of pants and when for- you 
Yes. Yeah, because like at this point, like it is something that we talk about. Yeah. But few have seen. Yes, very few have have seen. And, and we need I a... almost think that <laughs> like for the website <laughs> that will be the Michael Papinchuk show, the, one of the like the logo should be like a pocketless pant. Yes, I think so. Like it would be really funny. Yes, yes. So that is great. <laughs> and you know, I, I actually have to call uh Larry. Yeah. Um, yeah, I haven't talked to him in a while. I guess, like, you know, when when he's not, like, needing any of my money and yes. holding my products, uh, <laughs> he doesn't want to talk to me. So uh, I guess it's time for a another uh, another shirt or something. Yes. So Next time you come home, we'll order an, another shirt. Yes. And here's the deal. Once you have your Lexus from Jason and you get Larry Chico to make you pocketless pants and you want a photograph, call Sarah Miller. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Go to this is Sarah Miller.com. Sarah with an H S A R A H M I L L E R. Sarah Miller ph- Photography. This is Sarah Miller.com for family, wedding, fashion, and commercial uh, photography. And uh, yeah. And yeah. So just, uh, and hey, you know what? We're going to be able to hang out in Pittsburgh more. I mean, I'm going to be in New York for right now, but I'll be home again and then I'll be coming home for the summer. Well, that and, is excellent. Yeah. Spending much more time with my family. And where I think I need to be right now, and I think uh, we'll see what what kind of job I, I land in. But I'm I'm really considering maybe doing some radio training in Pittsburgh so I could get myself on the air. But of course, I think it would be fantastic. I would continue to do the podcast because this is what's keeping me going every day. I wake up and think, what could I podcast about today? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, we'll work on it when you uh, make your triumphant return yes sir all right well ladies and gentlemen hey first off jason thank you so much for being here i'm glad we were able to get the phone to work because this this had to happen you know having you on the show you are the best thing to happen to the michael pinjack show and uh i'm happy to do it it was fun yes all right well hey ladies and gentlemen thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next week on the michael pinjack show